Hi, how are you doing? It's Lori Haywood Mains in Michigan. Let me get this adjusted here as the screen is opening. There we go. How is everybody doing? My goodness, I have not seen my family and friends out there in a while. Just trying to get this a little adjusted, so hang on one second here. Lori Haywood Mains. I'm a Bible teacher. Let's see if I caught that a little bit better. A little bit better. So how is everybody doing anyway out there in uh, the world? There, it's a little better. I have two cameras running, so that's why we're running into this issue. So good to see everybody. Hey, now listen, um, I haven't been on for uh, probably a little over a week. And the reason why, again, is because um, I'm a Bible teacher. And when I don't come on, it's because I'm studying a topic uh, that um, the Holy Spirit would like me to present. And um, that's where I've been. I have actually, uh, the downloads of Revelation are uh, coming through very, very powerfully. And I uh, actually have about three topics that I want to get into this fall. Uh, but uh, the one that I'm going to start sharing with you today is um, very, very powerful. And what this is, um, hello there, how are you doing, Tommy? <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks for coming on. I've been meaning to call you. <laughs> Good to see you. So the topic today, what we're going to be talking about is it's, it's something that the, um, the Holy Spirit has been um, sharing with me for probably well over a year. Um, I'm getting to the place where I think I can start talking about it. Um, it's very, very powerful. Um, for the believers, you're going to understand uh, probably a little bit more of what I'm talking about for the people who are not believers. Um, again, I always invite you to receive the Lord Jesus Christ at the uh, uh, tail end of this broadcast. And you can come into the kingdom of God like that and he'll open up your understanding. Well, actually, you can receive the Lord right now anytime during the broadcast. But I always make sure and say a prayer before we're over so that you can have the chance to do so. But what? If you saw the topic on uh, line there, the um, thank you so much for the hearts. Uh, the topic we're going to be talking about today is um, the world's trinity, and how uh, this is going to open up is we are going to be talking about um, the the biblical trinity, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And most of us that are saved understand that um, Father God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one, although three. Uh, like we are body, soul, and spirit. Again, this is our flesh, we live in the earth. And then uh, this is our, you know, our body, our flesh, and we have a, a mind, which is, a, is a mind, will, and emotions. And then we have our spirit. So we're, we are a type of trinity. We talked about uh, the sun being a trinity. It is the sun, it gives light, it gives heat. But yet it is one. So the so what we're going to be talking about today, and I'm not sure if we're going to get through the the entire topic today. This might take uh, uh, on in through tomorrow. But what we're going to be talking about is um, the Trinity 
of the world. Now, again, you have to realize that Satan is the god of this world. Uh, he's he is uh, deceiving people because for the believers we have authority over him in the name of Jesus by the blood of the Lamb. But for the for the people that don't know that uh, they don't have that knowledge, he's still running around. Uh, creating a lot of havoc and control and he's using um, false authority uh, because people don't know any better. Well, along with that, because Satan is a fallen angel, he understands how the system works. He knows how God does things. He was a anointed angel. He was full of wisdom. He walked with God. He walked in front of the throne. God, he was a cherub. He was a protector of the throne room. And he knows um, how th things are created, how things are done. He knows how mankind is created. He knows how we think. So we are dealing with a spiritual force in this world and um, he has his wisdom still, although he is a fallen angel, he's an evil angel. He's using his attributes that God had given him for, for his evil purpose now. And that is to um, take man to hell where he was destined for. And if you can't do that, if you do get saved, then what he's going to do to the believer is he's going to try to keep you captive in this world so that you truly cannot be the son and daughter that God called you to be, uh, that you cannot, you will not move him. You will not dominate. You will not take land in this earth. You will, this is what he's trying to do to the believer. He's trying to keep you captive. Although when you die, you will go to heaven. But uh, he, he really is not too concerned about that because once you receive Jesus, you are God's um, as you know, long as you stay in the, in, the, in the things of God. I mean, you can't, you know, go live like a hellion. But um, the, 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 what Satan is after, believer, is he's after your capacity of what you can do in this world as a believer. So that's what he wants to bind up. And that's what this topic is about. And, and it is a very powerful revelation. And I want the believers to take this and chew on it, if you will. Pray about it. Meditate on it. Let the Holy Spirit open up this, this, um, this thinking, the capacity in your spirit mind. And let him take you down the uh, road of this topic because it is so amazing. And what the topic is, is the trinity of this world. Because Satan is a pervert. He perverts everything that God created. Anything that God has his hands in, he twists the truth. And, he, and what he has done is everything that God has said and done, he twists the truth. And he has taken man captive into his way of thinking, his way of doing things in this world. Like I said, he was God of this world. Uh, but for the believers who know he's not there, he is not pushing them around. So what I'm trying to tell you is that 
he perverts um, uh, sex, he perverts money, he perverts um, everything possible. Um, uh, you know, men are no longer men and women are no longer women and there's confusion and he's, he perverts everything that God created. Well, this is what the Trinity is all about. What the Holy Spirit has shown me is that Father God, the Son and the Holy Spirit are the only true Trinity, okay? And we're just going to cover a couple scriptures of about that. But what the Holy Spirit has shown me, and it's marvelous, is that Satan has his Trinity in this world. And you know what his Trinity is? Time, man, and money. And those are the three things that we will be talking about. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and Satan's Trinity is time, man, and money. And what Satan has done is taking the true Trinity and he's trying to deceive even the believers that um, the time, the man, and the money really have what it takes to get things done in this earth, not Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And so, is that not marvelous? I mean, that is a marvelous topic because this, this is a um, revelation that will take you wherever you are, whatever you're doing uh, in your life, and it's going to take pressure off. It's going to take weight off. It's going to get it off of your shoulders, out of your mind, and out of your house. The pressure is going to go. Because anytime Satan has a gift, if you will, for mankind, what comes along with it is fear, and what comes along with it is weight. And that's what his trinity is uh, doing to mankind, to the believers, especially believers, is time, man, and money is a pressure that has even deceived the church, okay? So what we're going to do right now is we're going to look. I have some. I have some scriptures down uh, that I've been studying, and uh, we're just going to go over a couple. First Corinthians. We're going to just talk about who uh, God is, or who Jesus is, or who the Holy Spirit is, briefly with the Word of God, such as First Corinthians. Uh, Yet for there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came, and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. So all things came and for whom we live. One Lord, one God. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. So the Spirit of the Lord and the Lord and Jesus Christ are all in the same. They're all one. 2 Corinthians 13, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. There's the fellowship of God. There's the fellowship of his spirit. There's the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, all three are one. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Okay, so let's look at uh, John 10. I and the Father are one. 
the word became flesh, John 1, and made his dwelling among us, we have seen his glory, the glory of one and the only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Then Luke 1, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then in Matthew, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. The Holy Spirit put the seed in her womb. He put essentially himself in, in the womb of Mary. Um, Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So what, what is being said here? First uh, John 5, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. So what we are establishing here is that there is indeed a Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are and always will be the only Trinity, the only true God, the only true Son, and the only true Holy Spirit. There, is, there isn't anything above the Trinity. They are the light of this world. Like I said before, if you, when the Holy Spirit leaves this planet and when he takes God's people home, there's going to be darkness here. The sun may appear to be the light, but when the real light leaves this earth, which one day it will, then you are going to be left with a darkness that you're going to know instantly that you'll never be able to be rid of. The sun outside is not the true light. That is a light that is for the earth and for the human beings to live with. But the true light is the Holy Spirit who is here now in the earth as the third trinity, keeping the light here. Because again, when he leaves, the true darkness will remain here and it will be hellish and it will be an eternal darkness that people will never be able to get away from. So what we're establishing right now is that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are the only Trinity. They are the light, the truth, the way. They are the answer to everything. There, is, there isn't anything in this world above the earth, in the earth, and under the earth that they cannot take care of, that God cannot take care of, that the Holy Spirit cannot take care of. So what we're establishing is there isn't anything, there isn't anything that is greater than the Trinity, the only Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So from there, what we're going to talk about is what the enemy is up to as we uh, opened up with 
on the perversion of what he has deceived and blinded the minds and the hearts of the world and also deceiving the believers with confusion and weight that even the believers have a hard time understanding on how to rid their their whole life from worry from pressure and these kinds of weights that come on the believer and so that's what Satan is, has done is he has been fooling and lying and hiding and deceiving the believer on these topics which are crucial for us it's crucial information because when you learn how to maneuver through these topics of time man and money when you learn how to maneuver through these topics by the power of the Holy Spirit all these crucial daily weights that land on us as believers will dissipate and you will start learning like a surgeon how to operate through what God has called you to do again he has not just he hasn't just called me a believer to work and 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 to raise kids and to get married and 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 send my kids to school and and pay bills and and receive Jesus as my savior and then I die and we all go to heaven that is a lie that is the lie that is one of the biggest lies God he had an he had other intentions for us in the beginning that was a shipwreck in the garden of eden that whole if you will mission changed because he lost his man to a fallen angel man turned and bowed their knee to a fallen angel so god had a plan and that plan was to get his man back and back into a perfect state but with that now he has an enemy in the earth that he has created a lake of fire for and now because he uh excuse me because he the enemy the fallen angel satan because he has uh deceived uh mankind and adam rebelled and and uh, uh, eve was uh deceived he has uh, now taking man with him to hell. So God's mission changed from the original mission that he had for Adam and Eve. So at one time, yes, they were destined for total perfection. They didn't have to till the ground. They didn't have to work like we work. They didn't know this pressure that we know now as believers. So no longer is the mission that someone gets saved, get married, have kids, die, and we all go to heaven. That isn't the plan anymore. We have an outright enemy running around in the earth 
And what he is doing is he is taking our brothers and our sisters and our mothers and our fathers and he's taking these and teenagers and, and children. He's taking all these people across the world to hell with him. So our mission now is that you get saved and you get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then you plow through this earth, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ so that we can get this man out of Satan's hands out of the depths of that lake of fire, out of hell, pull them out through the power of the Holy Spirit that comes on our life when we surrender and receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. That is the new mission. That is the mission. We don't get to sit around and just water the flowers anymore. Adam and Eve, that changed back then. We are on a war path. And the enemy is Satan, a fallen angel. Okay, so that's the mission. But along with that, we still have to work. We still have to raise kids. We still have to pay bills. Uh, that's, and that's why we're here talking about this. Because what Satan has done with the believers is he is telling the believers that you're too busy you have children. You can do ministry later. You know, when the kids go to college and start having kids of their own, then you can come out and maybe do something for God. Or you're too broke. How could you ever uh, do anything for God in your community, let alone the world? You can barely take care of your bills you can barely take care of your kids. You can barely maintain anything that you're doing. Are you kidding me? Do you really think that you're going to do anything for God? This is Satan talking to the believers. This is this is how he is, and he's good at it. He's extremely good at it. We have to realize as believers that this enemy, Satan, we can defeat him. We can but we have to have the power of the Holy Spirit in every area of our life to be able to conquer the enemy. If we think that we are going to whisper a prayer on the way to work and do all these light-hearted, good Christian things, they're not bad, but they're nothing to take out an enemy. They're nothing to take out so that you can go on with your future as God created you to. He wants you to have the kids. He wants you to have the jobs. He wants you to have everything, but he wants you to be a son and a daughter of God, not just saved. Sons and daughters think differently. They're kingdom thinkers. Being saved means you know, me and my four and no more. Take, We're going to pay the bills. We're going to work. We're going to go on that vacation. And then when we die, we're going to go to heaven. That's not what, what what's happening here anymore. We've got to get out of that mentality because we are created and the capacity that we have as a son and daughter of God to take on, to take on what God has truly given us and that is everything 
everything everything we're not used to thinking that big he wants you to have all the stuff he wants you to have you know something going on in every state across the country around the world he wants you to take ministry he wants you to take lands he wants you to take uh, everything and turn it around for his glory that's what he wants for us again the reason why i'm going into all this is because satan has a trinity it, the holy spirit has shown me that satan's trinity is time and it's man and it's money okay so i forgot to set my timer darn it but I'll, I'll probably go for maybe 20 more minutes and then we'll pick up tomorrow um so what we're talking about now is how how what is his trinity then okay what is what is uh satan doing here well time let's look at some time pieces you have god you have god the father and god in genesis in genesis 1 1 god created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and the darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters and god said let there be light and there was light god saw that the light was good and god separated the light from darkness god called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and the morning was the first day point being he is the only creator of time satan is not a creator of anything he does not if you notice in the bible there isn't anything in the bible that says lucifer when he was an angel was a creator no he took orders he was an angel he got so full of himself he didn't want that anymore he was very blessed but he said i want my will instead of your will father god so nowhere in the bible does it say that he creates time so god is the creator of time in the beginning of time and then we go into um time of life god uh says here um while the earth remains sea time and harvest cold and heat summer and winter day and night shall not cease time of life he said to them it's not good for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority and then there's times of end and night will be no more they will need no light of lamp or sun for the lord god will be their light and they will reign forever and ever we talked about that when uh, the light leaves there will be no more light in this earth um, time of end now concerning the times and the seasons brothers you have no need to have anything written to you for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the lord will come like a thief in the night while people are saying there is peace and security then suddenly destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape but you are not in darkness brothers for that day will that day to surprise you like a thief for you are all children of light children of the day we are not of the night or of the darkness and then god is um in uh in control of time such as uh <clears throat> I love this one. 
um, here we go, in 2 Kings, um, Isaiah was talking uh, to Hezekiah, and Hezekiah uh, needed a sign from God. And the sign from God was that the shadow from the sun will move back 10 steps. And um, Isaiah, the prophet, called to the Lord, and he brought the shadow back 10 steps. So God is the time of the sun. He is in control. He is the one that's, that created time in the beginning. And he, he has control of the sun, which is time. And he has seed time. He has harvest. He has end times. He ha and then he has um, uh, anxious time. Um, well, there's one other time should time stood still. I want to find that one. This one is where it moved back. Let me find the one where it stood still. Uh, well, here's where there's no time. Um, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and, to, and today and forever. Forever, always. That'll never change with time. Um, the sowing and reaping. Well, I can't find it right now, but uh, time did stand still. And I believe that was with a, uh, oh, here we go, Joshua. At the time Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel, he said in the sight of Israel, sun, stand still and moon in the valley. And the sun stood still and the moon stopped. So he, God is in control of time. He created time. He moved time back. He made time stand still. He is the Lord of the harvest of sowing time, seed time. And then he says, um, people are walking in anxious times. And this ought not to be. Matthew 6, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? And which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour, which is time, to his span of life? Why are you so anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil, they don't spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. The other one on the anxious time. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Oh, we just read that one. Sorry. Here it is. Uh, yes, it goes on to saying, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, which is time. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So what, what's happening here? This is such a deep topic that it's hard to convey this quickly. Um, what the Holy Spirit is saying here, what's opening up is that God wants our eyes to open to realize 
that we're being fooled. Time belongs to the Father. Time belongs to God only. Believers, He wants the revelation to come into your spirit. This isn't something you can take in with your mental mind. I want you to just think about this for a second. What if right now there, there, there was no clock? There was no time on anything that you're doing. No time. Just think about that. Close your eyes for a second. What, what would that feel like? There's, there isn't a clock in this room. I don't have to do anything to meet anybody's time clock. What does that look like to you? What does that feel like to you right now? What's happening there is most likely a weight came off of your shoulders. Pressure came off of your shoulders because time is being used by the enemy. Satan has perverted God's place and he's put time in place of God. That is the first uh, perversion of the, the world's trinity is you have God here, the true trinity, the one that created time, can stop time, has no time, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. Here's the true Godhead, the true Trinity, the true number one God. And what Satan has done is he has moved time up. And he has, I'm going to use this as an example. He has used time. And he has put that over God. And now in his world, this is Satan's running around lying and deceiving everyone. And he and he's very good at it, like I said. So none of us should be uh, concerned because maybe we realize how much we've been um, fooled or deceived. We have to realize that Satan is very wise very smart he's uh he has an organization he has plans like god's word says i have plans for you plans not to harm you why would god say i have plans not to harm you because there's somebody out there that has plans for you that's planning on harming you and that's satan that's his perversion he has plans too see but god says i have plans for you not to harm you but for you to succeed in all that you do. So what Satan has done for the world and for the believers is you have God here who's in control of time, created time, stopped time, moved time, has no time. And Satan has put time 24-7 above God and said, Lori, you better not do that because you don't have enough time. And I say, okay, Master Time, I bow to you and I do what you tell me to do in the time that you tell me I'm going to do it. 
because if I do not do it, then I am going to lose everything. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose children. I'm going to lose house. I'm going to lose that. I'm if I don't bow my knee to this time that's telling me I have to do something by such and such, then I am going to lose. So what Satan is doing is he is tricking and lying to the Christian and he in our, in our Christian world and he is saying Satan is using the time clock to control us and God says no more. He has control of beginning of time, middle of time, end of time, shadows, stopping the sun, a thousand years as a day, a day is a thousand years, there is no time. Again, just think, what if right now today you did not have this timepiece dictating to you, telling you what you can do, what you can't do, and how long you have to do whatever or how long you don't have it's a control piece. That's the first piece about time. Now, what Satan has done, oh geez, I want to keep going because this is really hard to get started. Um, the second piece that Satan has injected into the earth, into his trinity, is mankind. That is the side piece of you have Jesus here. This is the Son of God. See, time and God are the, the, the time is the perverter for God in Satan's world. Time versus God. Then what he has is Satan has created man versus the Son of God. Meaning, you're going to bow to man before you bow to the Son of God. You are going, and we're going to read a couple scriptures here. I hope this is making sense. Okay, so this who was the Son of God? Jesus came in the flesh. So, in essence, uh, forgive me for being loose, but he was the doer. Uh, he heard what the Father said, and then he did what the Father told him to do. do. He went where the father told him to go. He heard what his father said, saw what his father saw. He did the things that the father told him to do. So in essence, he was the doer. He was the, the, the legs of God. He was the body that held the Holy Spirit in so that the Holy Spirit could work through him. So, so the Son of God... Uh, is the doer of the Trinity. And so what Satan has has uh, replaced that with is instead of being the doer for God, being the one who walks and talks and lays hands or whatever invention you're creating or what, wherever, you're, wherever you're planning on doing with your life, he is going to stop it by saying, ah, 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 mankind, mankind. Now you have to be careful of mankind because 
if they don't like you, then you might not be able to do what you want to do. Or you better not be too bold because you know if you are, they're not going to like you. They may kick you out. So what happens is, is he has replaced the, the son of God that did and heard and saw everything that Father God told him to do. Now Satan has replaced that in the world and for believers that we're going to bow to man. It, why? Because we're afraid. We fear man. We fear man. And here's some scriptures. <clears throat> what does the Bible say about man? Fearing, in Proverbs, fearing people is dangerous. It's a dangerous trap. But trusting the Lord means safety. Isaiah 51 says, I am the one who comforts you. Who are you, Lori? Who are you that you are going to be afraid of a human who's going to die? Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then Daniel. Fear not. Be strong. Be strong. Why fear man when the Lord is on your side? The Hebrew says, the Lord's my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Psalms 118, the Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What mere people can do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. Then um, in Psalms 56, it says, I am not afraid what mere flesh can do to me. And it goes on, the, fearing the persecution of man. Isaiah says, and I'm paraphrasing, Hear me, you, you who know what is right. You people have taken my instruction to heart. Do not fear the repro reproach of mere mortals or be terrified by their insults. 1 Peter, suffer for righteousness' sake. Happy are you. Be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Revelation, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and some of you will suffer persecution, but I give you life. And then this says, only, only fear God. And then Luke says, my friends, I can guarantee that you don't need to be afraid of those who kill the body. After that, they can't do anything more. I'll show you the one you should be afraid of. Be afraid of the one who has the power to, to throw you into hell after killing you. I'm warning you to be afraid of him. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to, to, to uh, dread. So, and I'm not going to get into the last one. Never fear men because judgment belongs to the Lord. So, Satan's trinity, time, man, money, God's trinity, God the Father, Satan's trying to replace that with time, the Son of God, Satan's trying to replace that with man, God has all time, we are the body in the earth that follows what God tells us to do, we don't fear man, people, believers, man is not in control of your destiny. Don't give them that rope. 
Don't give that fear to him. You go to your knees, whatever you got to do, and say, God, you've got to help me because I am dealing with fear of man, fear of persecution of man, fear that I'm not going to get that promotion, fear I'm not going to get that money, fear I'm not going to get that building, fear I'm not going to get that car, fear of what they're going to think about my book, fear of losing everything and people laughing at me, fear of man, time, man, and money is the trinity that Satan has put in this world, and he's not over to governing the world. He is in charge of many believers with this trinity piece. Again, not to feel condemnation. He's smart. <laughs> he knows what he's doing, and he's in the spirit realm, and he can see what we're doing, but you know what? We can't see what he's doing. We can go to God, and we can get insight through the Holy Spirit on how to take care of some possible things that are coming up. But he's very good at what he does, so we never want to get under any condemnation that, uh, oh, geez, I should have saw that coming. I should have known. I shouldn't have. No, we don't do that. We go quickly to God and we say, okay, all right, so what do I do now? Where do I go now? What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to talk to? Or, you know, you just go to God and you dump it. You dump it in his lap. He's the only one that can handle the weight that Satan is trying to put on you. And he will put it on you. And he won't just stop today. He's going to do it tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. He's going to always try to badger, uh, especially the believers. He's going to try to keep you answering to the clock of time. And then he's going to somehow or another use man as the second piece of the Trinity that you better not, you just better not step out there. You better not say that. You better not do that. You better not buy that. You better not go there because that man, whoever you're trying to impress is going to control what you do. Son and daughter of God, you have the whole kingdom. Are you kidding me? We do not bow to one another. We, we, we bow to the only Trinity, the Father, and then the Son. And we're going to get into the Holy Spirit here next. I think I might be able to finish this today. So now the third piece of that Trinity is the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, as we opened up in the broadcast. The last piece of the Trinity that Satan uses, time money, I mean time, man, and the last piece is money. That's his trinity. Time, man, and money. And he's got that thing around the world like a rope around a cattle's neck. That's what's happening. And many, many, many believers are are in this deception of time, man, and money. So how Satan is using money is money is power. Money is important. Money is the power to what? To move things the way you want to move them. And what does the Holy Spirit do for God? Yeah. The word says, not by might. Not by power, 
but by my spirit, says the Lord. Satan says, Christians, believers, people, money. You will now not only bow to time, you will not only bow to man, you are going to bow to money. And if you don't, then you're not going to get that raise. You're not going to get that job. You're not going to be able to pay those bills. You're not going to be able to get your kids in college. You're not going to be able to give them those clothes. You're not going to be able to get that car. You're not going to be able to go on that vacation. You're not going to be able to get your teeth fixed. You're not going to be able to get your hair fixed. You're not going to be able to do anything. So money, you are going to bow to me. And when I say I come, you bow and then I will come into your life. That is no joke. These things are powerful and they're spiritual. Time, man, and money is Satan's trinity for this world. And Timothy says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say money is evil. He said the love, the love, who are we supposed to love only? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Why? Because he's mean and controlling? No, because he's the only one that can give you everything you need, as I believe in Joshua, where I said that I have plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans not to harm you. So he is the only one that can get all the treasures to you. First seek the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. It's not because he's got he's on a, a, a pride trip. Of course not. It's because when you bow your knee to the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, now you have love, power, a sound mind, treasures. You're seeking the kingdom of God first. No moth, no rust can take away what God has given to you, and it will not harm you. It will not, uh, you will not bow to money, because money will take you, and it will lead you around in your life like this. You, you beg for it, and it chokes you back. It's not kind when it comes from the world. It is a root. The love of money is a root, and it's come here to destroy you. It, it was given to us to begin with, but because Satan deceived Adam and Eve, the whole thing fell apart, and God has been trying to get the truth back to the people since that day. So Satan is saying, in his world, time, man, and now money is his trinity. So the love of money, money is good, but the love of money, the root of all evil, coming from the world's way. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can only serve and bow to God and get back life, healing, health, perfect peace, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, insight, revelation, discernment, you will get that all back when you bow to Father God, to the Lord Jesus Christ, allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you to become 
the Son and Daughter of God to be filled with all capacity and riches to go do the things that he's called you to do, to build that TV station, to go to the moon, to become those attorneys you want to become, become those authors, become those singers, become those artists. This is the way we are to live. And we ask God when we bow to the right Trinity, Father, God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But if you bow to time, man, and money, you will go through this life with that weight I was talking about. And it's anxiousness. It is, it's terrific pressure. You can have boats and cars and uh, all kinds of stuff all around you. And, but there's a, a tremendous amount of weight. It is not clean. It is not clean. When you bow to God and get things as sons and daughters of God, he gives you the capacity to handle all this stuff and more. It's not age-bound. In the world, you get to work until you're too old. You can't do it anymore, basically. And that's not how it works with God. We'll get into that real brief, and then we're checking out. I'm sorry I kept you guys, but I didn't want to interrupt this because it's it's there's so much momentum behind it. So, Jesus said in, um, I believe it's in Matthew, Jesus said, I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Well, um, what does that mean? That means that in the, in, in the old days, biblical days, to go into the, the, the camps, they had those, um, uh, those um, what do you want, those entrance doors that were, um, you know, U-shaped. And, and the camels couldn't fit under there with all the bags and weight and everything that they had hanging over the camels. So they had to unpack the camels, walk them through the doorway, and then load them back up. So see, the, the trick is that they got all their stuff back. So Jesus was saying that it, that... It's hard. It, it, he said that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle because, see, that was tough. But what he's saying is for people who think that you are going to carry these riches and um, in, in, with this pressure, that, that uh, could possibly be killing you. Um, anytime you do and get hooked up with your Lord God, your Savior, the one who blesses and takes care of you and wants you to have everything, um, he's going to not only uh, give it back, he's going to give you more because he, he created it for you and me. This is what he did. So he wants us to understand that he controls your clock if you give it to him. He controls your time. So you have to start practicing and asking the Holy Spirit, teach me about this, this trinity of Satan, time, 
man and money of this world and uh, start asking the Holy Spirit to uh, show you how to operate in uh, the Father's time frames. It, it, you can do it. You can train yourself. And, and it, you have to do it daily. And, and especially when you're getting people that are breathing down your neck about certain time frames of certain, I don't know, aspects of your life. I, I challenge you, believers, to ask the Holy Spirit to, to come in and fill you and to be your teacher on the time, on the man and the money, and how to disconnect from that trinity of Satan's and turn back fully, 100%. It's going to take some training to God. He's in control of all time. Listen, I'm telling you, <laughs> he'll stop the clock for you if he has to. He, 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 he can back up. He can do what he wants, but he's only going to do it if you ask. He's not going to just do it because you need it. You've got to get in a relationship with him and start being a son and daughter, not just get saved and pay the bills and then go to heaven. He has plans for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Time, money, and man are Satan's plans for you and me, and they're harming us. He's ruining us. We can be and, and have so much more without weight, without anxiousness, without worry. This is the offering that comes with a relationship with God, the Son and the Holy Spirit, the true and only one Trinity. I, for one, am not bowing my knee to time, man, or money. When God tells me to do something, I say, okay, and then the weight it goes back on him where it belongs. I'm not meant to carry that weight. He said, Lori, go buy this, or Lori, go do this. I'm like, okay, now just show me how to do this. But I didn't go look in my bank account to see if I can do it. I'm not answering to money. I'm not answering to time. I'm not checking my age. Okay? I'm not looking at time man who's going to approve who may not approve, who's watching, who's not watching. Money, I'm not looking at how much I have. He said, Lori, go do this. I say, okay. And then I say, but you know what? I'm giving you back the weight, God. I'm not taking that weight on. I'm going to do what you told me to do, but when it's time to go to bed at night, I'm going to sleep like a baby because this is not my responsibility to carry God's weight on time, uh, on, on money, uh, or, or any of it. It's my responsibility to say yes and then let him work it out like Jesus did and like Peter did when he walked on water, like uh, Paul did. You know, all these, uh, David and Daniel and the lion's den and Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego and Abraham and Moses and Joshua. See, 
they just said yes and then God did it so I challenge you and I pray that the Holy Spirit keeps this and reveals this to you because you are becoming the sons and daughters of God when you start walking this kingdom of God way and it does take time and training so don't get on yourself but let's enter in together and tell Satan no way I'm not bound to you anymore all right let's pray thank you for hanging out with me this long I usually never stay on this long Father God, in Jesus' name, for those who want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, just close your eyes, come into this place. Come on over to the good side of life, people. He's calling you. You tapped in this window because archived or not, because he's tapping on your heart. He loves you. He cares about you that much. He wants to heal your body. He wants to heal your mind. He wants to bless you financially. He wants to have a journey with you. He loves you. That's why you came into this window. Repeat this after me. Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me of all my sins. I repent. I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you... Uh, said that prayer you can go to lauriehaywood-mains.com and let me know or a friend find a born again spirit filled church i can i can uh, uh, connect you um if not find a born again spirit filled church he's he's got you on his mind and he'll take care of you if you let him so god bless thank you for hanging out with me and uh i'll talk to you later bye now